Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, welcome to episode one of Banter with Bells. And today on the podcast, we have the athletic, the ambitious, the adventurous, the new Queen of England, Miss Omley Morgan. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation. So, yeah, obviously summer, early June. What have you been up to, Amelie? Um, So we finished season in middle, end of April. Mm-hmm. Um, so since then, training's been pretty chill. Um, right now, our gym's being renovated. So, I saw that drive yeah, in here. It's very exciting, but um, we've been practicing at like a gym, a club gym, a few like minutes away. Not too bad. Um, so yeah, just training, uh, working out, and... I picked up pickleball too. After the season ended, how many weeks did you have? You had like mandatory two weeks off? Mm-hmm. Mandatory two weeks, which honestly for us is perfect because that's when finals hits. Um, so it's mm-hmm. nice to just like focus on finals and then once they're over, get back into it. So, yeah. Cool. What did you do? So that first week, was it just finals or both weeks were finals? Um, I think the first week I didn't have any finals. So I literally did nothing. We had like some end of year meetings and we had a banquet and our athletics banquet. So there was like a bunch of stuff going on, but I didn't do any any gymnastics or anything. So it was really nice to take a break um, yeah. and then finals the next week. I don't blame you. That's that's a lot. Your body was probably happy too. Yeah. Just getting beat up the whole. Yeah, I'm sure you know. After like yeah. however long, however many weeks straight, you're ready for a rest. So yeah. Yeah, I just got back from Ohio this past weekend and I'm still getting used to the elevation. Yeah. I know it's crazy I feel like you forget that you have like the advantage when other people come to you mm-hmm. that they're like wow like the elevation hits them and you're already adapted so it's nice to have that I guess <laughs> a little bit do you feel in gymnastics it helps the altitude I feel like you probably don't notice too much of a difference because um, it's like such short routines like the longest you're doing is like a minute 30 right. so it's not like a endurance sport you know and I definitely think you'd notice a little bit of a difference but you have so much adrenaline on like meat days that you probably don't notice too much right so, yeah. I uh so like for organizing this podcast like we're f- I would consider us friends but yeah. like I don't know that much about you so I was doing like yeah. research and with that I didn't really know much about gymnastics mm-hmm. before coming to the U. So I was looking it up and then I like discovered there's is it WAG and MAG? Yeah. There's WAG, so MAG. there's different events for each gender. Mm-hmm. So going to your guys' meets, I know you guys have four events in men's yeah. gymnastics, are there four events as well? They have six. Okay. They actually have like pretty much completely different events. So mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. Like we have the bars being floor vault. They still have floor and vault, but they have like high bar, P bars, rings, and pommel horse. Is that the one where- It's the one with like the two handles. Yeah, so it's kind of like a, I don't even know what you'd call it. I guess like looks like a horse, not really, but yeah, what does looks your, hard. <laughs> what does your brother do? Uh, my brother does all of them. Oh, wow. um, yeah, he kind of just does a mix of everything. So yeah. And then your specialty is bars and beam. Yeah, so for the past years, I've only competed bars and beam here. But Mm -hmm. I've started practicing floor and vault again this summer. So hopefully I get to do them a little bit my junior and senior year. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, One thing I was thinking about, too, when, like, I took some notes, like, just getting ready. Mm -hmm. With your brother um, playing playing gymnastics, doing gymnastics. I guess you say doing gymnastics, yeah. Doing gymnastics. do you feel like with your athletic career and his athletic career like you guys help each other like if you're going through something you ask him vice versa yeah definitely I think because we started the journey together like we started the little preschool classes together and then kind of went through um 
I feel like we've kind of shared the journey together and it's never been competitive because um, like he's on the men's side, I'm on the women's side. It's kind of like a completely different sport, even though it's still gymnastics. Right. Um, and we've honestly, he's been supportive of everything I've done and the opposite. Um, so yeah, it is really nice to kind of like share some experiences and like follow the journey with each other and like we kind of understand where each other are coming from. So mm -hmm. in that sense, it's really cool. Now, do you think, is he ever gonna like make a run for making an Olympic team? I don't think he's gonna do that. I mean, we're already 20. Um, is that old for like, competing? It's not old for men's to go to the Olympics, mm -hmm. um, but you know, he's at college and he kind of loves to have more of like a balance between like gymnastics and like school and a social life. And I think if he wanted to like focus in and go to the Olympics, he would have to be training way more right. and like really like commit to it and put a lot more into it. Um, and that's just like a total life commitment. And I think right now he's like really enjoying having a balance of both, so yeah. Now he goes to university in England, right? Mm -hmm. He does, yeah. What What's that university called? It's called the University of Portsmouth. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't. It's like right on the like southern border. So it's like right by the ocean. Oh, nice. It doesn't quite look like the beaches here, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's when nice. I, when I think of English, English beaches, I think of like, are they similar to like the Scotland coast? Where it's yeah, like, like a rocky. Cliff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like rocks and like a little bit of sand sometimes, but cliffs and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty cold too, but it looks nice. It's yeah. not nice to go in. Does he like it there? Yeah, he really likes it there. Yeah, it's a really nice place. So That's cool. What's he studying? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's really bad. <laughs> no, because he keeps changing what he's doing. Okay. So I don't really know. I think it's something to do with like sports management kind of thing. So something mm -hmm. to do with sports, but yeah. <laughs> okay. And then... You're in the business school here, Yeah, correct? I'm in business, but I haven't chosen an emphasis yet. So right now I'm just like admin, but okay. I'm wanting to go into marketing, I think. So we'll nice. see in the next year. Cool, but you're gonna stick with business. I and think then so. you just have to pick which kind yeah. of field. Yeah. Very cool. And could you ever see yourself with your gymnastics background and then once you graduate, you have all this business background, could you see yourself opening up your own gym? I don't know. I get asked that honestly quite a lot. Mm -hmm. And I always say like, no, like I would never do that. I think it's just quite a daunting sort of like thing to think about starting a whole new gym and seeing where it could go. But I would definitely not say, never say never, but right. I don't think I would start off like that. Right. I would do something else first and then maybe come back to that um, at a later time. So yeah, we'll Very see. cool. And obviously you're from England, but you came to the United States for college. What are college athletics like in England and why did you choose? the United States to pursue your athletic career over England? It's a completely different ball game. I feel like yeah. in America as a whole, not even in college, sports is like huge. Like there's so much money in sports and everyone is so invested in watching sports. Um, and ultimately it makes sports more fun and better to watch. And mm -hmm. I feel like in our country, no one really seems to care that much because I mean, we have our like soccer, which we call football. Right. That's like the biggest sport and everyone goes and watches. But apart from that, there isn't many big sports that people go and watch and support. So um, yeah, sports is just so much bigger out here and we don't have scholarship opportunities like you have over here. And there's not really like big teams and sport isn't really something that people will, like choose a college over. They kind of do their sport and then go to college and stop the sport that they're doing, which is honestly really sad because there's no incentive to keep going throughout college because right. they're focusing on school and there's nothing to keep them going with their sport. So yeah, that's why I wanted to come here to, you know, carry on doing gymnastics and get an education at the same time, so. Awesome. And then relating to that, you were originally committed to Cal, Berkeley. Mm -hmm. So when did you commit there? Um, 
I was really young when I committed there. I think I had just turned 14. I think I was 14 at the time. Oh, wow. Um, so I was really young. And I Can I ask you a quick question? Yeah. So in lacrosse, they like the NCAA sets these rules for Division One. You have to wait till you're like September 1st of your junior year to yeah. start recruiting. Um, what's it like with gymnastics? Does it matter the age? Um, so they recently, it might, I don't know if it was all sports, but they recently put that rule into place oh. for gymnastics too. So no one can get recruited till their junior year of high school. Um, but obviously six years ago, that was not a rule. Mm. And everyone was getting like recruited really early on, like 13, 14 year old. And um, I think they realized that was a bit silly because so many things can change in like five, six years, you know, like right. you injuries. don't know, yeah, yeah, injuries, anything can happen. Um, so I think it's good that the rule changed, but yeah, I did end up committing at 14, so yeah. So, oh my gosh, and then when did you decommit and come to, like, commit to be Utah? Yeah, it was a really hard decision because um, I had committed to come 2021 um, to Cal, and then after like starting the road to the Olympics and the year after the Olympics in 2022 um, was the Commonwealth Games and Europeans and World Championships. Mm -hmm. And at the time in 2020, I was like, look, I want to stay on and do another year and go for all the big like competitions, Commonwealth Games, all those things. Um, so I deferred my commitment to Cal to 2022. Mm -hmm. um, and then... So you, this was like a reclass almost? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I would have been going 2021, but I like found my spot to start in 2022 and take a year out before right. going to college, if that makes sense. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and then I realized leading up to the Olympics, that's not what I wanted. I just wanted to go to the Olympics, be done and move on to college mm -hmm. um, because it was just so much. And I think I was ready to, you know, move on and do something different. Um, but Cal didn't, Cal wasn't able to offer me that 2021 spot again. So then it was kind of like back to the drawing board. Okay, like let's think of some options. Um, and my coach knew Tom from before, who's our head coach. Um, and kind of reached out to him and asked if he had any like availability. And he was like, yeah, like we'd love to have Emily. And I guess that's how it happened. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, do you, I mean, obviously you like it here, right? Yeah, I love <laughs> it here. Honestly, it's kind of crazy thinking back. I never even came and visited anything. Like I got here the day before classes started and I just... Oh my Went gosh. For it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. That's what wow. did anyone so when I committed here mm -hmm. in Ohio, I mean obviously in Utah the LDS church is very big and yeah. back in Ohio it's not big at all. <laughs> but everyone knows Utah for that. So when I committed mm -hmm. everyone was like teasing me. When you committed to Utah, did any of your friends like tease you? Like, what even is Utah? Like, <laughs> yeah, you know? so many people. It's funny you say that, because that's like everyone's first instinct. Yeah. I feel like that's the only thing that people have heard about Utah. Like, isn't that like everyone's just Mormon mm -hmm. or like, I don't know, just funny things. Everyone just said something about being Mormon and like, you better not come back Mormon or yeah. like anything like that. And exactly. It's like, no, like, it's not like that. So Especially yeah. at the U, like there's not, yeah. Like, yeah. I have no regrets. I'm so happy I came here. Me too. It's, I feel like it's an underrated place, honestly. And being at college, like all the people that go here, all the students are from all over the country. So exactly. it, it feels like any other college, I feel like, I don't know, mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. So growing up, like before you got to college, mm -hmm. um, oh, another question. There's, what are like the two categories of gymnastics? It's like before you're 16, it's like a bracket and then after. Yeah. What's so it called? There's like junior and then senior. Okay. So like to go to the Olympics or like world championships, you have to be a senior. So you have to be like turning 16 that year. So you could be 15 
turning 16 and you still qualify as like a senior. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's basically the rules. There's like junior competitions and senior competitions and you have to be like over 16 to do that basically. Cool. And just when you turn 16 or your birthday's that year, do you automatically qualify for senior or do you have to like meet a certain criteria? You automatically turn like a senior class, mm-hmm. um, but to compete in like our national championships or like competitions like that, you have to like qualify and get certain scores in smaller meets to make those ones, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Very cool. And then, so you mentioned earlier that you started gymnastics in preschool. Kind of. I mean, like I was five, so a right. bit older than that, but yeah. <laughs> and did you play any sports growing up, like other than gymnastics? I think I tried a few, like I vaguely remember doing some summer tennis camp being absolutely terrible. Um, I did some like cross country and track in school. Again, not to a very high level, but just for fun. Um, played a bit of netball and little things like that, but I never took anything seriously until gymnastics, so yeah. What's what's netball? Oh, you don't know what netball is? No, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that wasn't a sport here. It's like, <laughs> that's so funny. It's like, it's like basketball. Okay ish does it oh wait is this I don't a sport really know how to explain it is this it's like um a pole with a rim but there's no there's no yeah. backboard right yeah okay i think that's like so long ago now i can't even remember but it's kind of like basketball but slightly different rules okay that's how i describe it and it's like more dominantly played by like women mm-hmm. i would say so Interesting. And then did your brother play anything else besides gymnastics as well? He did rugby, actually, okay. for like, and up until he was like 12, 13, maybe, I think. Um, and he took that pretty seriously alongside gymnastics. And um, I think that was all he did. But yeah, did some like other school sports too, like track and cross country and things like that. But yeah. Would you say rugby and soccer are the like biggest sports in the UK? Probably. I feel like the most watched sports, I would say. Mm-hmm. It's probably soccer and rugby, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then growing up with your brother, both playing the same sport, are gyms gender specific or did you guys go for a while to the same gym? Yeah, um, they're definitely like some gyms are just like women's, some are just men's and some are both because they have like different equipment. You mm-hmm. can't just go to any gym. You have to be like, go to one with your equipment. Um, so we started like just little baby classes when we were like five, just going an hour a week in like a sports hall, I think. Um, And then when we were seven, we moved to like an actual gym. They had just started up and me and my brother both went to the same gym and we were there from seven to 13. Um, And then I decided to move because I wanted to, you know, get a college scholarship and um, kind of go to a bigger gym that had more experience and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I moved house with my mom, it was kind of crazy moved um, to a different part of England so I could go to a different gym, um, which was just female, and my brother stayed and went to a different gym too. Kind of complicated, but we both went to separate gyms um, to carry on doing gymnastics, and yeah, super happy after that, so yeah. Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that because when I was just like looking up some stuff, Mm -hmm. I was like trying to find out where you're from, and then I saw some stuff saying, where does it say, Uh, is it pronounced slaw? Slough. Slough, and then other places saying uh, Bristol. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? And then I saw like the article saying how you moved with your mom, right? Yeah, it's a long story. I don't know if you like read about it, but um, that's where I grew up. I grew up in Slough, and that's where our gymnastics club was. Uh And then when I wanted to move, Bristol was where the club I wanted to go was. Um, And it was like this whole big like decision of like, what do we do? Like. And this was at 13? At 13, yeah. I mean, I I think I had just won 
so I just won the junior like national championship mm -hmm. and like obviously I was doing great but I was like I need a change like I need to like move on you know um so at 13 it's like this decision like you can't just move your whole family off like one kid you know move to it completely uproot the family and move but at the same time it was like that's what like my parents have always been so supportive and they were like we want to support you in whatever you want to do um I think my dad had just started a new job my brother loved his school loved his gym like didn't want to go anywhere so we were like well like my mom worked from home at the time so it was like okay I'll go with my mom like my dad stayed with my brother and that's what we did so my brother and my dad stayed in Slough and we moved to Bristol um so from 13 to 18 um we lived apart so yeah, it was kind of crazy. Five years? Yeah, five wow. years. So it was hard being away from like my dad and my brother, but we made it work and it was definitely worth it, but yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize your parents were superheroes. I, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of crazy that they did that, but. That's awesome. That That is, yeah. That's great to see like all the sacrifices that mm -hmm. not only you're willing to make, but like your loved ones around you. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy too, because at 13, like, I feel like Olympics is not even in like mm -hmm. in sight and then you make all these huge like sacrifices and then it pays off in the end. I know. Yeah. It definitely was not in my sight at all. Like that was never a goal of mine. I feel like a lot of people grow up like I want to go to the Olympics. Like mm -hmm. we were always a really realistic family, I think. Like look, like why are you even thinking about that? Like just think about the next like meet at a time and like maybe when you get there one day, but don't even think about it and I feel like that's a great way to be because you're never disappointed, you know? So, right. Yeah. Oh, that is awesome. Uh, so when you graduate, and the gym was called the Academy, yeah, right? Yeah, it was just called the Academy. Okay. <laughs> it was just the Academy, yeah. Now, is that the best gym in the UK? Um, it was definitely one of them at the time. I mean, we have, like, British team championships, and they had won, like, a bunch of years in a row. So mm -hmm. I guess you could say they were, like, the best gym in the country at the time. So, yeah. Okay, and then Bristol, that's on... That's like on the western part of England. Yeah, it's like southwest near Wales, if you know what that is. But okay. Yeah, right on the south, like southwest okay. coastish. And then with London being the biggest city in England, are there a lot of good gyms around there as well? Um, there was definitely a few. Yeah, yeah, there was definitely a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that is great. Um, what else was I going to say? So okay, when you're, so when you graduated from the academy. Did your mom move back to Slough? Slough, Slough. Yeah, Slough. Yeah. yeah. Um. So my parents are separated. They separated amongst that time, but she moved back to like closer to Slough. So because all her friends and everything that was like there. Yeah. And she kind of just moved for me. So we were just like renting while we were there because it was only meant to be like a temporary thing. Ended up being there for like five, six years, and then was finally like, look, I'm gonna move back and be with my friends. So it's really nice that she like can be with her friends again because I kind of <laughs> took that away but yeah she did a lot for me so it's nice that she can go back and move yeah is Slough a pretty big city um I mean we're definitely they don't live like in Slough anymore like that was just where the gymnastics was mm -hmm. we live like in like a little village like outside there right. um near to like High Wycombe area nobody really knows where that is but yeah a little bit further away um so yeah I wouldn't say it's like a big city but yeah probably like the biggest area near there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. With England being a lot older than the US, are there are there suburbs like England? Like what we have here, not really, it's more compact. Yeah, I just feel like, cause we're so small, it's like, there's not really that many, like there's definitely like little suburbs and like more city areas, but nothing's that far from each other. Um, they're like 
nowhere's kind of in the middle of nowhere, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's always something close by because it's such a small country. Right. Um, so yeah, we definitely have suburbs, but it's probably like on a smaller scale than here, if you know, if that makes sense. Yeah, most definitely. Um, what I'm majoring in is city planning and what our teachers always like roast the U.S. about is like our highway system and yeah. how it's terrible. And then they always praise like Europe because there's so much public transportation and the public transportation here is not the greatest. Yes. Uh, I don't yeah. know. People always say that because I'm like, our public transport was just so good. Like, that's mm-hmm. what I would do. Because people take Ubers all the time here. And I, like, at home, I would just hop on a bus if I couldn't drive or something like that. And I would take the bus all the time because it's so easy to do. Um, but I guess the other thing, like I was saying, we're so small, everything's so close together that it's so much easier to have public transport because it's not so far away from each other, you know? Right. Whereas here, everything is so spread out that public transport is so hard. So I don't know. I think it's a mix of both. I think it's hard, but they could also do better. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I feel like in the UK, probably because they've mastered public transportation, it's cleaner too. Yeah, probably. Have you ever taken the tracks? I have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Freshman year, I took it a lot. And the seats yeah. are the seats could uh, use some washing. Yeah, definitely could. You know, it was a means to an end, but yeah, I probably wouldn't want to do that every day. So yeah, exactly. And then speaking of like transportation, you got your license to drive in the U.S. I right? Did well, I actually got an international license. Okay. So back home, I just went to like the post office mm-hmm. and I paid like five pounds, which is like five dollars basically. Yeah, right. um, got like an international like license with everything, so that's what I use here. But. That's how much it costs to get an international license. Yeah, yeah. It makes my insurance, like, really expensive. So I don't recommend it. And I am probably going to get a Utah license at some point. But that was just, like, how I started out. So, yeah. And do you have a car here? I do. Yeah, I got it last year. So, yeah. What was it like driving here for the first time? <laughs> I think, like, my friends let me drive their car at first to, like, try and, like, get used to it. And at first, like, I think they were really scared because I would, like, drift over the side of the road. It'd be like, okay, like, you go back over this way because it felt so weird to me being on the other side of the, of the road and the other side of the car. Right. Like, the spatial awareness was a little bit weird for me. Um, but I picked it up pretty quickly. It was just, like, the yielding for me was just, like, the worst thing. Oh. It gives me so much anxiety. I just hate it. But apart from that, I'm okay. So roundabouts are, like, your worst enemy? Well, we have a bunch of roundabouts. Okay. I'm used to roundabouts, which is weird. But you gotta yield for those. True. Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, like, there's a fast road going, and you have to yield to this, like, just cars that keep coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That just stresses me out. Yeah. I know it's not a big deal, but <laughs> for me, it is. <laughs> yeah. What type of car did you get? Um, I got a Volkswagen Jetta. Oh, nice. So just a little car, you know, to get around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My best friend back home has that. Yeah. It's pretty nice. He likes it. So, all right, let's go back to uh, the Olympics. Walk me through when that first came in sight and you're like, okay, this is a goal I'm going to set out for. Mm-hmm. Um, How old were you? I guess, honestly, it was probably like around 2019 and probably like just before COVID that it started becoming like, oh, like this could be a, like a realistic you know, thing to aim for. Um, so that's when I think I started kind of really focusing on that and like obviously I always told myself look like this has never been a dream like if I don't make it to the Olympics like I'm still going to be so proud of everything I've done right. like this would just be an extra like bonus um, so obviously then COVID hits and for me so 2020 obviously then I was like full swing like preparing for the Olympics we had Olympic trials really early on during COVID or was this like no this was before so okay. I am. Um, so like I think our February. first our first Olympic trial was March, 
Um, and I broke my wrist in January. So for me, it was like the worst timing. I was like, great, like I broke my wrist. I have to get back for March, which was not a lot of time. Um, and for the getting ready for like the trial, which is like a competition kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, how many how many girls go? Uh, I think it's like the national team gets to go to it. Mm-hmm. So I think there was around 15 of us, maybe, maybe a little less, and about 15. F- four girls make it, right, with yeah. some alternates? Mm-hmm. Four many- girls and one alternate. Okay. Um, and I was not ready at all. Going into this trial in March, not ready, like barely done any preparation. And I think the night before when we had a practice, everyone got the call, like COVID's, COVID's hit, we have to go home. And for me, I was like, it was honestly like a relief. I was yeah. like, I am not ready. Like I needed this time. So for me, honestly, everyone was so annoyed, but for me not being prepared and just having an injury, it honestly worked in my favor. And obviously then it just kept getting worse and worse. And it was like, look, like the Olympus is postponed till the next year. And um, I was still getting back from an injury. And I think that was probably the best blessing for me. And I know it was really annoying for a lot of people, but I, I take it as a blessing right. um, because if it was in 2020, I definitely don't think I would have made the team. Um, and yeah, a lot changed in a year and I got back better and stronger. And I think it was a struggle for everyone getting back from COVID. And mm-hmm. um, I was lucky that I managed to get back pretty good and strong. So. Yeah, managed to make the team. That's crazy. So if that if COVID never happened, there would have been a possibility where, yeah. say, your wrist was acting up. I don't think I would have made it, honestly. Oh <laughs> I don't know. And there was a lot of good people. I don't think I was like, I was probably in the five to six range in 2020. And then, you know, 2021 got up there a little bit. So, yeah, oh my gosh. I was pretty lucky. That's funny you say that because I had a similar situation. Um December of 2019, so like three months before COVID happened, yeah. I was at a lacrosse tournament in Florida and I broke my neck. Your neck? Yeah, I broke my neck. <gasps> I didn't know you broke your neck. Yes. Yeah, see, I have like a little scar oh, right yeah. here. And I broke my neck. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. And in October, so like, what is that, two months, three months? Yeah. Two months before I committed here, two months later, I break my neck in Florida. And surgery next day, I get back, I'm in a neck brace and I went to an all boys school. So like, I would be like in a neck brace and people would like tap on my back and I'd have to like do a full body yeah, rotation. Yeah, like turn around. Exactly, I'm like, wh- like what, what do you want? They're like, yeah. nothing, I just wanted to see you turn around. But anyways, uh, it worked out in my favor because like I was mad I was gonna miss that junior season. Mm-hmm. Luckily I was already committed but I was gonna miss that junior se- season, but then COVID happened. So like everyone was yeah. at the same playing field. Yeah. yeah, sometimes things like that, it's like, you know, you just gotta take the silver lining, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So then when COVID happened, did gym shut down? Like how would you train? Yeah, we literally did like three hour Zoom sessions from home every day. Like it was crazy. Um, I took like some equipment home. So like, I don't know if you know gymnastics equipment, but I took like a springboard and like a bar and like a beam. And like my house was just like a gym for like a few months. Um, and was this in was this in Bristol or Slough? Yeah, this was in Bristol. Okay. Um, I still stayed there just cause it was easier to like, you know, stay in contact and everything like that. Um, yeah, it was a pretty rough time just staying at home, like working out every day, but yeah, got through it, so. How would you do the springboard in a house? Like, would you go in the backyard or something? Yeah, and just like jumps and stuff on it, like just keeping like the bounce it. I don't really know. We got real creative. It was very imaginative what things we did, but yeah. So then did they give you pads too to like land on? Um, A little bit, not too much because like 
I can't really do that much in my house, but mm -hmm. I had like a small little mat or something. So yeah. Oh my gosh, that is crazy. So how many month months did you have to do the home training for? Oh, I can't remember now. So I guess it was like March, like some of March until like, I don't even remember now. It was like most of the year, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, and then I guess towards the end of the year, uh, they allowed national team members to go back in and train. Um, like with obviously like social distancing rules, like everything like that with the mask. So right. it was me and one of my other teammates were on the national team. So we were allowed to go back in the gym with one of our coaches. Um, and we did like spaced out practice, like as much as we could. Right. Um, and then ended up getting COVID. So then I was just at home again. Um, did you get it real bad or were you fine? Yeah, it was pretty bad. Oh. Like I was back to doing like Zoom training and obviously I took like, I think I took like 10 days off because I was like in bed, like dying. And I came back and was like, could not do anything. Yeah, it was bad, but it's okay. I guess no one was like doing anything anyway. So, right. you know, it was okay. But yeah, oh <laughs> I feel like it was very different to the US. Like I don't know about you, but I feel like the US didn't like have as like stricter rules. I right. don't know what were like your rules. Well, so in the US it definitely we're so like politically divided. It definitely depended on the state. Yeah. So in Ohio, um, Ohio is like a swing state. So you kind of have like a little of both. Mm -hmm. um, but it was definitely not as strict as some other places, um, which was nice. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, yeah, it was okay. I mean, definitely that first year, like 2020, it was very strict. Yeah. Uh, I remember like going grocery shopping like two weeks into uh the what was it called when everything shut down quarantine, quarantine yeah and i would like wash the groceries and stuff yeah it's but, crazy yeah but then i i got it and it, i didn't get it that bad mm. so i'm like eh. Yeah. but then my grandparents got it and they got it really, really bad yeah um but yeah definitely depended on the state like i know california was real bad but then on the other hand florida was like they like didn't even think it existed right yeah how about the uk you guys don't have states you have so we have counties okay I think like similar to states, but like on a very small level. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess it's kind of just like regions. Um, and I don't really know. I don't think it varied from like county to county. Like it was kind of just like whole country rules because right. um, like our whole country is like as big as one of your states. So right. I guess it was kind of just like everyone does the same thing. And um, yeah, they were pretty strict, I would say. Like we didn't do anything for a while. So yeah, it's a pretty crazy time. But <laughs> And during that time, the prime minister was Boris Johnson, right? Yeah. That dude's yeah. hair is hilarious. That was a lot of things with like Boris and like Trump and like, yeah, yeah it was great. What I think so funny about that is like, they both have like very outgoing personalities and like crazy hair. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so yeah. funny. I saw so many memes about them. Like, I don't know about you, but oh, yeah. <laughs> so many memes. So funny. Yeah, it was funny. I saw a video of him. It was during the 2012 Olympics when it was in London. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't prime minister yet, but he was like something political. Yeah. And is there like a zip line in downtown London? I think that is, yeah. Okay. It's like from like a, an arena, I think, like the O2 arena or something like that. Okay, but yeah. there's a video of him yeah. zip lining. <laughs> really? I haven't seen that. Mm -hmm. I wish I, I wish I'd seen that. I'm gonna go YouTube it after. <laughs> That's so funny. Do you, do you keep up with uh, like English news much or not really? Not as much as I should. I mean, like, occasionally, like, my parents will send me something or my brother will tell me about something. But honestly, I don't keep up to it, like, as much as I should. Um, so, yeah, I don't know much about what's going on. But, yeah. Do you think, uh, like, so you went back home last summer, mm -hmm. right? Did you notice, like, change within a year? Not really. 
I don't know. I guess I just noticed more like the differences of like England and here. Like mm-hmm. the first thing I noticed was how n- there's no trucks in sight in England. Like when I drive down the street here, I see like 10 trucks within a minute. And in England, there's like one. I see one a day or something like that. Because our roads are just so much smaller. Mm. I don't know why, but that was a big thing that I noticed. So. Are you talking like a truck that for like grocery stores or whatever, those types of trucks or like personal trucks? No, like personal trucks. Okay. Yeah, because trying to get into like residential areas and stuff like that, you would not fit a truck. Mm-hmm. Like people, you couldn't own one because you wouldn't be able to get around or park or anything. So yeah, I don't know. It's just very different. <laughs> so what type of car did you have back home? Uh, I only had a local car. I had like a Ford fiesta or something like it was pretty small and i only had it for like a year i think because our driving is like later and i knew i was leaving for college so i just got one from like 17 to 18 and Mm then i left so wait you said your driving is what like we can't drive to a bit later i think yours is like 16 right 16 yeah right ours is like 17 going on 18 i think something like that oh okay like you can take your test after you're 17 so do you have to do like driver's ed too Mm -hmm. yeah like I guess maybe you don't have to, but I definitely did. I needed it. <laughs> yeah. Was yours in person or online? In person, in person. Uh, isn't that the worst? Mine <laughs> yeah. was like five hour sessions. <gasps> what? Like it was not That's fun. crazy. We d- I guess I didn't do like, was yours like in a classroom? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Mine wasn't like that. Mine was just like the driving, actual driving lessons. And we just kind of like learn as I went on. So yeah, oh, I guess it wasn't bad. too bad. It wasn't like. I guess it wasn't the same as your driving dad, so. Yeah, it was like in a classroom and then they would play like these outdated videos. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that doesn't sound great, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm glad I didn't have to do that. All right, so Amelie, you make the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, what emotions were going through your head? I was just like in shock, mm-hmm. but as I said, like. Did you cry? Yeah. I would have cried. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if you've, have you heard about the like show Gym Stars? I was gonna, I was gonna mention that. I didn't realize I'm friends with like a, an actress. Really? Oh. You, yeah. I'm not an actress, don't worry, but. um. So yeah, I didn't, I need to watch an episode. It's so, it's cringy. It's cringy, but it's a good show. It's a cute like little kid show. Um, But they were like filming uh their reactions. So it was like really awkward because I had like this camera and like a phone, like my coach was like, and I was just like, on the phone and I was like trying to say like they told me that I'd made the team before they called you or no, no while I was on the okay. phone they told me um and like you know and you're just like lost for words like I've never really been lost for words and I just didn't know what to say so mm-hmm. I was just like thank you thank and I was like my voice was like going and it was just yeah but it was it was a really cool experience and I was with my coach so yeah obviously she's like the most important person like in my career so I was like super happy trying to like hold back the tears because I was on camera, but yeah. <laughs> Do you still contact her? Are you still in contact with her? Yeah, I talk to her like a lot, honestly. Um, she's come out to nationals both years, so she still follows my journey and we speak all the time. So yeah, we have a good relationship. Nice. Yeah. So you get that call, when was that call made? Um, I wanna say like May or June time. Oh, wow, so like you only have- or maybe like, was, I think it was June. So you have like two months before the Olympics? Mm-hmm. I mean, we had already we had already done like a bunch of like preparation for it. Mm-hmm. So there was like obviously a big group of people that were like prepared. And then they just take from that prepare, like prepared group, the people and keep on a few as like reserves. Mm-hmm. So then after you get the call that you're like, you've made the team, you go into like um, 
preparation camp where you stay at like we have a national center which was like more up north it was about two hours from me um and you stay there for like two weeks and like you train there like sleep there um you just stay there is it pretty nice it's pretty nice Mm -hmm. um not much to do there but they have like great facilities so um yeah we just stay there and like train all day and that really gets you like ready and you train with the team so it's nice to kind of like you know get to know them more so that's cool. And the girls you were with, it was I. After some research, there's yeah. there was twins on your team, uh-huh, right? Yeah. And then what was what were the twins' names? Uh, Jessica and Jennifer. Okay. And then who was the third? What was the third girl's name? Good Alice. Okay. And were they all from England or were they from Wales or Scotland? Um, no, they were all from England. Okay. Uh, the twins were close to where I grew up, about okay. thirty minutes away from like Slough, um, and Alice was about two hours away, mm-hmm. like. So pretty close, but yeah. Nice. And I'm sure you already knew these girls, right? Just from competing growing up. Yeah, we'd already known each other, but um, you know, being with each other like 24/7, you really get to know each other and become closer. So yeah. And are they our age or are they younger? Um, the twins are a year or two younger. I think they're two years, like a year and a half younger. Mm-hmm. And Alice is like two years older, I think. And are any of them going to school in America or? Mm-hmm. No, they're still going um, down like the elite route, still competing for. Um, Great Britain, so yeah, they're doing pretty good. I think. Uh, would you consider just giving it? I mean, why not? Like a try? Yeah, maybe, <laughs> but like I don't. That's definitely not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I did like think about it for a little bit, but it's so different to like collegiate gymnastics. Oh, it um, is. Yeah, so like, like you said, like WAG and MAG, like they have elite rules. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like a different set of rules and a different like rule book, code of points. If that's how you call it. Um, to college so to make that transition is like a big change and it would require like a bunch more practice and it would take a lot like longer than I have to get back in so yeah I don't think I'll go down that route but it would have been cool if I had had like a bit more time or yeah right you got your hands full yeah yeah and I'm having fun and there's just a lot of pressure and I don't think I want to do that so yeah Yeah. (laughs) I like you mentioned pressure I feel like I personally believe like gymnastics just watching you guys it's probably one of the most like mental sports what do you do to deal with the pressure and like competing keeping your mental like at ease mm-hmm. um I think that's one big thing like you said like it's so mental people always say gymnastics is like 80% mental and 20% physical which mm-hmm. I don't know whether that's true or not but it definitely is a big mental part and I feel like as you get older, people think that you get less nervous, and that definitely isn't the case, but I think you learn how to deal with your nerves a bit more mm-hmm. um, and like how not to show them, because people always tell me that I never look nervous or anything like that, and inside, I am so nervous, but I think like it's almost like fake it till you make it. If you can, pe- can keep that composure on the outside, it kind of like tricks yourself into being confident, and as long as you are confident, I think you can use nerves in like a good way, right. and I feel like for me, I always kind of like channel those nerves into like power, you know, like use that like and be like aggressive, like put that, put those nerves like into your routine or whatever you're doing. And right. that like normally helps me and just kind of like not treating it like any different to practice, so yeah. yeah. And one of, one of like the classic sayings is, what do they say, like bo- like um, within your body, being nervous and being excited are like mm-hmm. the same thing? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely would agree with that. Like they're different emotions, but they definitely work like in the same way, so I feel like pretending like your nerves are excitement is a good way to look at it because it is I feel like it's like you get a chance to show everyone like what you've worked so hard for you know it's like any sport like Mm -hmm. that's your chance and you just you know you want to make the most of that chance to show like your best I guess exactly yeah 
So you get the call in June. Mm -hmm. The Olympics are like early August, right? Yeah, I think so. And when did you guys head out? Like a week before? Did they give you time to train in yeah. Tokyo? Like before? I think we went maybe like 10 days to two weeks before. Mm -hmm. um, so we didn't, the actual Olympics were in Tokyo. Right. Um, and we went to Yokohama, I think okay. that's how you pronounce it. And it was about two hours away. So we had like a Team GB training camp there. So like all the different sports for the Olympics stayed in like a massive hotel um, and we basically trained and like got used to the climate and jet lag and everything like that right. for about 10 days, two weeks, I think. Um, and then traveled up to the village like a few days before, I guess, and like practiced on that equipment. And um, yeah, so it was really nice. Was the Olympic village, um, was it kind of weird with the COVID rules? Like, could you talk to the other athletes or not really? Um, a little bit. I mean, you had masks at all times, um, couldn't really like hang out um, mm -hmm. with people and, you know, we got to talk to other athletes and you kind of could have conversations, but just like not for too long and like far away. And especially because it's like, you know, everyone wants to be able to do their sport. So everyone was taking like the utmost precautions to not get COVID or anything like that. Um, so it was pretty crazy and like kind of sad, but at the same time, it was like amazing. Like the village was so cool. So yeah, pretty nice. I loved it. Yeah, it was really nice. Just from interviews with other Olympic athletes, the one thing I've heard in common is the workers like from Tokyo, they were like awesome, yeah, super like, nice. So nice. Every, like I think everyone was a volunteer, I believe. Mm -hmm. And they were just like the most helpful people. Like everyone just wanted to help out and like they just seemed like so happy to be there, which was so cool. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Now, did anyone, did you know of anyone that got COVID? Um, that had to like miss their event? I don't, I don't think so. I don't know anyone that got COVID and like missed events, but um, I don't know if you, do you know Kara on my team? Yeah. So Kara was an alternate. So the US actually took a, like an A team and then like a whole new, another team, like a B team. Oh, um, wow. In case their first team got COVID, they had like a whole backup team. Um, so, which was kind of crazy. Like we don't have the facilities to do that, uh -huh. but we just had like one or two backups, but um, they had a whole team and Kara was in the backup team and she, she was practicing out in Tokyo um, and she ended up getting COVID and her teammate got COVID. So they were like quarantining in Tokyo for like two weeks or something in their hotel room, which was horrible. Mm -hmm. um, and luckily their team, their first team was fine. So they didn't need the second team, but still like to be stuck in Japan with COVID was pretty not great. So yeah, that was the only COVID case I heard of, which was kind of crazy. So yeah. Nice. And did you meet any athletes from other sports? Yeah, um, like a bunch of different people from like different sports. I mean, like didn't really get the chance to like make friends with people, mm -hmm. um, but definitely had like conversations with a lot of people. And I was kind of fangirling over like famous people. And yeah, I remember um, Tom Daly. I don't know if you know yeah, him. The yeah, the diver. Yeah, the diver. Like he came up to us like, are you guys the gymnasts? And I was like, you know who, are, who we are? Like for me, that was like such a crazy moment. And I know everyone's there to do the same thing, but it's still crazy how like, you can be fangirling over your own team, you know? It's kind of crazy, so That's that was awesome. really fun. I remember, I follow the Olympics on Instagram mm -hmm. and they loved him because like after his event or like He's in like, between, he was knitting, yeah. yeah. So and he knit like a little sleeve for his medal. Yeah, it was so cool. Every time he saw him, he was just like knitting. So it was really cool. That's funny. Yeah, and I don't know if you know um, Andy Murray, but I was, He's like a big like tennis player, and okay. I saw him, and I was like, "Whoa, like it's Andy Murray, <laughs> crazy!" But yeah, it was cool. You get a picture with anyone? Yeah, I got a bunch of pictures and making the most of it. It's like kind of embarrassing, like going up to your own team, like, "Can I have a photo?" No. But I was like, "I only get this chance once, so I'm yeah. gonna do it." <laughs> yeah.
And could you take the mask off or no? Um, I can't remember if we did or not at that point. I feel like maybe for a photo we did quickly take it off or something. I feel like that's probably what we did. Yeah. But yeah. And another meme I remember going around during the Olympics was the beds were made out of like cardboard or something. Yeah. Not like the mattresses, but like... No, the actual bed, it was made of cardboard, which everyone found so crazy. It Mm -hmm. was a little weird to me. Um, I think one of of the guys on the men's team Mm -hmm. was like, oh, I wonder if I can break it. Jumps on it and it just like cracks down the middle. So yeah, they definitely won the best beds. Mm -hmm. But yeah. (laughs) You guys still got an Olympic medal. Yeah, we did. We did. And I slept fine. So yeah. That's awesome. And then with the other team, the other countries, gymnasts, would you reach out and say hi to them or were they kind of cold like you're you're our enemy um some yeah i mean like obviously i don't speak many languages so (laughs) it's kind of like definitely a language barrier um and i feel like competing on like an international scene you get to know people through like competing so there was definitely people i already knew knew like especially in like europe like the italians and people like and the french i had already like known them so i feel like it would be more of like a passing like hi like how are you um and they were so strict with like training and keeping everyone separate that i barely saw that many people like i remember i didn't see the u.s team until like the team final Mm -hmm. so i went through like qualifications like a bunch of different competitions and i still had never seen them around because they were just so strict with going in and going out so yeah it was crazy were you able to see grace at all because you knew you were going to be teammates yeah i think we like Obviously, had like said hi in passing, but we'd never got a chance to speak until like after it was completely done, and we had like just got our medals. And I remember like we took a photo like doing the U together with our medals, which was really cool. So yeah. Who who was that? Uh, I recognized Kara's name. I recognized Grace's name. And then who was the older girl? Michaela Skinner. Okay, did she graduate from the U? Yeah. We well, she just graduated this year actually. Oh really? So she's been here a long time she was um she did college here and competed in our gymnastics team she was like amazing um and then she decided that she wanted to go back for the olympics so mm-hmm. she like took time out of college to go back made the olympic team which was like incredible right. um went to the olympics and then after like retired from gymnastics and finished her degree here so nice now was she one of the starting four or was she a reserve so the way it worked is like there's a team of four but through like world cups you get a certain amount of points and you can qualify as an individual Um, So the U.S. managed to qualify two individual spots. Mm -hmm. Um, So she went as an individual. So they had four on a team and then two individuals. So there's a team medal. And then for each of the four events, is there like uh, a gold, a bronze, a silver? Yeah. So there's like the team medal and then there's an individual medal, which is all around. So um, that would be like bars, beam, floor and vault all combined. Like you do all four and then the winner of that. Um, which is like, I guess the main event of like women's gymnastics, that and the team final. And then there's like the individual apparatus. So like vault bars, beam and floor, like you can individually medal on those. So there's a lot of like winning opportunities, which is cool. That is awesome. And then your guys' sponsor was Adidas, right? Yes. Pretty sweet gear. Yeah, I have a lot of stuff at home. Yeah, I think I like, barely brought anything here because everything was like blue <laughs> and white which doesn't blue doesn't go yeah. quite well here um, yeah, yeah so I didn't bring much of it with me but I think I had like one jacket and the rest is at home so yeah got a lot of stuff that's uh I'm sure you can relate like going to school here like at every event you get like more clothing and I have so much Utah stuff now it's so crazy it is insane like I came I think I came here with like two suitcases nothing else just two suitcases and now I have a ridiculous amount of stuff 
and most of it's like free so it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy but yeah, yeah definitely feel lucky <laughs> love stuff this is kind of bad but i went to a utah women's basketball game and they were yeah. giving away free shirts yeah and I gave one to my brother for his birthday because it was like a nice shirt, yeah, but like, exactly. yeah. I don't think that's bad. I think that's just a free gift, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does your brother, have you gotten any stuff for your brother? Mm, yeah, I've got stuff for like my mom, my dad, and my brother. And yeah, they love wearing it around because it's like cool. So. Back home, are people like kind of confused? Yeah, they probably have no idea what it is, like what even is on your shirt. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think like I got them like a Rose Bowl shirt. And it's like, nobody knows what that is, but it's cool anyway. Like they'll wear it, so yeah. That's cool. So how long are the, like how many days are the events in the Olympics? I think it was like over a span of about 10 days. Okay. So it would be like qualification day. um, And that's how you like qualify for each of the like finals. Mm -hmm. Um, So the top 24 in the all around make it to the like all around final. And then the top eight in each apparatus make it to like the event final. So like the bars have been full of And then the top eight teams make it to the team final. So qualifications determines like who makes it. Um, So some people like won't even get past like the qualification stage, but even to be there is like amazing. and then, yeah, and then I think that's like, a, then it goes like the women's and the men's then the women's and the men's. So it kind of like it switches off. Yeah. yeah. So after a full day of competing, did you have like a whole training staff that would kind of mm-hmm. like work your muscles and everything? Yeah, like we had a lot of staff, anything we could like possibly need, like people there like for injuries or like just recovery, like massage, whatever you need. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. really nice. And then when you guys got there, because of COVID, I don't remember, was there an opening ceremony? There was, but we didn't go to it. Because, no. yeah, it was really sad. And that was, like, like the biggest, like, the saddest thing I think about going, like, that I missed out on. That's, like, one um, of my favorite things I know. Watch, yeah. I wish I could have gone. Like, we we had, like, a an outfit for the opening ceremony and an outfit for the closing ceremony. So everyone, like, in Team GB, like, put on their outfit, which was, like, like a smart shirt and, like, shorts or pants or something. And right. we, like, had our own little mini opening, opening ceremony. Um, so that was really nice. And we just watched it on the TV. But I think the risk was just so high. Like, to be with everyone at the same time, it was just didn't seem like a good idea. So Right. It only takes one person. Exactly. And it was, like, a lot of walking as well to get there. So they were like, it's not worth it. Like, if you're competing the next day, we don't want you walking, like, all this distance. So. And do you remember who the flag bearer was, like the representative? I don't remember. Either. I should know. That's really bad. Yeah. I don't remember, but I should remember. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember who the U.S. won. I remember in Rio though, it was Michael Phelps, because mm-hmm. that guy's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's awesome. And then when I was researching, I didn't realize, like, as I mentioned, I I didn't really follow gymnastics until coming here. Mm-hmm. So I just thought, like, oh yeah, probably the UK wins it every couple Olympics. I didn't realize the last time you guys won it was in 19, what, 28, I believe? I think it was like, I know it was like 93 years yes, or something till we had last won a team medal, so. And which is crazy, because the first time you guys won a team medal in that like 1928 was the first time women were allowed to compete in gymnastics at the Olympics. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Wow. So that I is, I, didn't, that, I didn't like, yeah. obviously winning a medal for your country is a huge deal, it's but. This is like yeah. a huge, like they should be making a documentary. Mm-hmm. I remember at the time, um, obviously we were a really young team. I was six, I was 18, mm-hmm. the twins were 16 and Alice was 20. So as a team, we were really young. Like 
I guess you could say we didn't have that much experience competing internationally just because we hadn't been on the scene that long um, compared to all the other teams. So everyone was really doubtful and was like, they're such a young team. Like, it's amazing that they're there, but like kind of just like saying like, great that they're there, but they're not going to do great kind of thing. I'm not everyone, but there was definitely some doubtful people. Now, um, is this so, people in England are saying this yeah, or like, in England. oh, wow, yeah, like kind of like, OK, well, they'll probably do OK, but like probably it'd be better if we had more experience mm-hmm. um but we were like just because we're young like doesn't mean we're not the best team you know right. so it kind of made it even better when we did better because it was like you don't have like you don't have to be older to be better and you don't have to have more experience like we have experience we know what we're doing you know like i don't know so that kind of made it even better like proving to ourselves that we are like good enough even though technically we might not have as much experience as other people so yeah have you ever seen the movie miracle i haven't it's on Disney. It's uh, it's about it's based off a true story, yeah. and it's about the 1980 Olympics in okay. Lake Placid, New York, yeah. and it's the Winter Olympics, and it's about the U.S. hockey team, and it was all college kids, and they weren't supposed to do really well, oh, really? and they ended up beating at the time the Soviet Union, wow. which was like known as like the best team ever, yeah. and it's a really good movie. But that kind of reminds me of yeah. like your guys' yeah, story, like really young, yeah. yeah. It's like the underdogs, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. And did anyone just have like an outstanding performance, like just jaw dropping that kind of because I'm going to be honest, I didn't like watch. No, it's okay. (laughs) I would not have expected you to. Don't worry. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, like these girls are really clicking like they might make a run for it. Is there like a moment that stands out? It's funny because so obviously eight teams make it to the final. Uh Out of how many? How many countries do you know? Oh, I don't know. I want to say like 20, maybe I might be wrong. Mm -hmm. Something around there. Um. And we started off like you get random draw on which which um, like event you start on. So we had to start on beam, which was really nerve wracking because it's like a scary event. And we started on beam, didn't do so great. Well, it was okay. Um, and I think we were in seventh place. So like B- the BBC, which is the British Broadcasting Company, right. like they weren't even showing us on the TV because like we were doing pretty bad. Like we were in seventh place. Like they wanted to show the people that were doing better. Like you know the US and stuff like that. We went to floor. Like we had such a strong floor and vote. So it was but like beam then floor, then vault, and like floor and vault, I think we went to like sixth, and then we went to fifth after vault, or fourth after vault, and we kind of just like sneaking up on people, went to bars, and it was like, oh, like, we actually have a chance. Like, we have no idea. Looking up at the scoreboard, we hadn't looked up for in a while, and it was like, we, we have a chance. It's probably good, though, that you weren't looking mm-hmm. up at the scoreboard. And, like, so many people in gymnastics say, like, don't look at the scores. Like, you don't even want to think about it. You don't want to put that pressure on yourself and looking at scores. But I am that person that will, like, be constantly looking at the scores. Like, I'll do the math in my head to work out, like, what score I need to, like, go ahead of another country. And um, I was the last person up on bars. And... Like my teammates had been, were like celebrating in the corner, like we're doing so good. And I hadn't even gone up yet. And it was like the determining factor of like whether we like made the medal or not. And like they were celebrating and I was like, guys, like I still have to do my routine. Like this, like we haven't got anything yet. We haven't done anything. And I was like, okay, like calm down, calm down. And like in my head, I looked up at the scoreboard and I was like, I need like, I need over 14, which in elite, they have different scoring to the US. So it's like not a 10. And I was like, okay, like I just have to get this score. So I went up. And I was like, okay, like surprisingly, I wasn't as nervous as I thought it was gonna be. I didn't. I don't think I realized how much was on the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as I finished, I was like, I, I think we've done it. Like it was like such a cool moment because I was like the last routine of like the whole like competition. So I was like, okay. And then we had to wait for like the other teams to finish. Right. Like you can't celebrate until someone else is completely finished because there's always that chance that someone can you know overtake you. So it was just like that nerve wracking moment of just watching other people compete. Like 
please like don't get higher than us so yeah it was a really cool moment but yeah so the team you guys won a medal in the team event mm-hmm. right D- yeah. does that whole team event just take place in one day yeah yeah it was only like it only takes about two hours so. okay for all the teams to go yeah because so, oh, so it's like seeded so okay. or i think they did two teams in each group i want to say mm-hmm. so there's four events and then they had two teams starting on each event so it'd be like one team flip and then move to the next event one team and then the other team if mm-hmm. that makes sense right um so I guess it probably took a little bit longer, but yeah, pretty efficient. So one of my favorite parts about going to your guys' meets mm-hmm. is the floor routines and, yeah. and the music. Which yeah. country had the best music? Oh, it's definitely like, it's a known thing that college has like way better floor routines. Like oh, really? if you watch like Elite, it's like not very exciting. Like it's good, but um, definitely not to the same standard as like college. Like there's so much more fun and like upbeat. Right. Um, but I think for me, the Netherlands always stood out as like amazing floor routines. I always remember like, I think they had like a theater like teacher. So they would like have these like dramatic like floor routines and like one girl dressed up as like a tiger one time. For her floor routine. Like she had like face paint, like I think she had like space buns and she like, cause their colors are like black and orange. She had like a black and orange leotard. And it was like, like a member, like it was definitely different. Like no one had ever really done that before, but it was really cool. Did she score pretty well? I think so, yeah. Yeah, they like really liked it, so yeah. Oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> it was cool. So then all these teams, oh, also before I lose like train of thought, mm-hmm. um, so the the US got silver, mm-hmm. you guys got bronze, who got gold? Was it Russia? Um, no, uh, I'm forgetting. <laughs> That's really bad. No, the U- well, the US got second. Second. So, and we got yeah, bronze. Right. And yeah. it's fine. I'll, I'll look it up later. It was probably China or Russia, <laughs> right? Really bad, yeah. Because don't they? It was no. China did really bad. Well, not really bad, but for them, they normally come third. Yeah. Um, which normally like knocks us out of like the medal position or whatever. Um, and they came fifth or sixth, I think. Um, so yeah. Isn't training in China and Russia like really intense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think like, I don't know if you saw, but a bunch of like safe sport stuff came out recently because gymnastics is like a known like hard like coaching sport. Right. Um, so like a lot of rules got changed in the last few years for like a lot of countries. And I think in England and the US in particular, it was like really strict. Like we need to get better on how we treat athletes and things like that. Um, but I feel like in, you know, like Russia and China, like those rules didn't apply so much. So. Right. Um, I don't know how that's going to affect like the gymnastics world, but I definitely think gymnastics has changed since they've like implemented rules and stuff. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. So you guys come, you get bronze, you go on the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, do they get? Well, they give you your medals right away, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And then were you? Do you give them back and then they transport them to your house, or do you take them with you on the plane? No, you just take them. You just take them. Yeah, it was pretty scary. I was like holding onto it the whole time, like. I don't want to let out my sight, but yeah. They give you like a nice like wooden box and it's really cool. Oh, that's nice. Do you have it on display or do you have it like kind of tucked away? I don't have it with me. I, I ha- actually have it at home. home. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't even know. I just left it with my mom. Like since I've come to college, my mom's moved house. Uh-huh. So I don't know what she did with it, but I'm just hoping that she took good care of it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like on display somewhere, like in the little display box. So. Mm. Is it, this is a rumor and I'm just, intrigued yeah. is it true that like if an athlete wins a medal they have to pay for it no okay that would yeah i, didn't I don't think, think so no i but, don't think so yeah. some people get paid 
if they get metal, but oh, yeah. we didn't. <laughs> I think, like, especially in China, like, if you get it, like, yeah. you're you're making some money. Like, I remember when I was younger, I went to, like, a European competition. It was called, like, the European Youth Olympics. And one of the Russian girls, like, I think she came second instead of first. And she was, like, bawling. Like, she was crying. And I was, like, she did really good. Like, why is she upset? And my coach was, like, because for, like, every gold they get, they get money for their family. And I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, that really, like, stuck with me because I was, like, I'm I'm just doing this for fun. Right. Like people are doing it for like their families and like for money. Like it's crazy. I don't know. It's yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, but it's like sad to me. I think. But yeah, and it's like we were saying earlier. It's crazy how much pressure is in gymnastics, and that's like another yeah. level. Already so much pressure, and like for me, like what what for? Like, but for them, like it was like ride like stuff riding on it. So yeah, it's a big difference. Oh, it's a big difference. Yeah. Okay. Um. That's, we can take a break from gymnastics talk. I'm sure you talk about it a lot. Yeah. Um, so just for fun, I did two, like I made like two games for the podcast. Okay, okay. And so the first one is, it's called overrated versus underrated. Okay. And just basically I'm going to say a word. You can say overrated, underrated, or like, like mid, mid <laughs> or like, like perfect. Like they're not overrated or underrated. Okay. But we have two categories. We have like pop culture things within the US and then pop culture things within the UK. Which one do you want to start with? We'll start with the US, I think. Okay, all right. <laughs> First one, Rihanna. I think she gets the recognition she deserves. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. Perfect. I agree. Um, tater tots? Underrated. Okay. They're good, yeah, they're, they're good. good. Better than chips? And I'm talking fries. I think yeah, they too. might be. Yeah, they're pretty good. Sorry to the English people, but yeah, they're good. Have you ever seen uh, Napoleon Dynamite? I haven't. It's a bad movie, but it's funny. Like, a lot of people like it. Okay. Um, Next one, Taylor Swift. Overrated. Yeah. Sorry, Abby. (laughs) I was, I agree with you. And I was laughing while making that because I'm like, oh, I wonder if Abby Paulson's going to listen. I think she's amazing, but there's a lot of like, there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of done. Mm. Um, Costco. I've only been like once since I've been here. So I'd say, I'd say underrated. Okay. Because I, I honestly see so many people getting good deals. Mm -hmm. I think if you have like a family, it's like so good. But like for one person, it's it's like, yeah. So I would say a bit of both, a mix of both. Next time you go, try the food court. Really? Mm -hmm. Okay. It's like a dollar 25 for like a drink and a hot dog. Really? Okay. Um, what about hot dog? Overrated, underrated? Overrated. Okay, yeah. You they're okay sometimes. Yeah. But. You don't want to look up what they're made of. I know. Either. I think I did watch one time. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't help. Um, next one we got Kane's Chicken. Overrated. Okay. Um, the state of Utah. Underrated. I agree. I think it's underrated. Yeah so many different mm-hmm. like down south you got the desert and then up here you got the mountains like it's like the prettiest place ever um thanksgiving dinner overrated okay. <laughs> but i'm not from this country so some of the things are a little weird to me what like, like what? green bean casserole oh that is weird but i like it it yeah. depends on what type of no, green beans they make me, yeah. um american football mm. But maybe that's because I don't know the game very well. Okay, what about I think if I understood it more, then I would like it more. But 
What about what like the atmosphere? I love the atmosphere. The mm. atmosphere I say is Cape Perfect. I give you that. Um, I do love the atmosphere and I love going to the games. But like the, there is like a lot of hype. So yeah, yeah. I have to say overrated. Okay. Um, apple pie. Underrated. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And then last one for the U.S. side, ranch dressing. Overrated. I hate. I hate it. I'm sorry. I know everyone's gonna be mad. But I really don't like it. Have you ever had blue cheese? Yeah. Ooh. I don't like blue cheese. I'm from Ohio, as you know. Yeah. And that's considered the Midwest, and people there, like, drink ranch. They love it so much. Oh, do you do that? Do you love it? I love it, yeah. Like, I can put it on pizza. I can put it on burgers. Everyone I know loves it, so I feel bad saying that, but, yeah. Okay, now um, we're going to jump across the pond to the UK. All right. William Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go with. I think underrated, cause he has some pretty cool like stories, you know. Yeah, the thing is though. It's just outdated. It's very hard to read. Yeah. We had to read Romeo and Juliet, uh, sophomore year of high school, and yeah, it's we... yeah, it's not it's not yeah. easy. I don't know. I think underrated if you can get past the reading part. Like mm-hmm. the actual stories are good, but. And I feel like if I saw it, like a play form, yeah. maybe it would be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, yeah. And I think there's a movie we watched too. Have you ever seen Nomeo and Juliet? Yeah, That's I have. That's a good one. That is a good one. I love that. All right, next one: fish and chips. Underrated. Underrated. They're so good. Seems simple, but it's so good. I'll have to. I'm gonna have to try those. I wanna. Yeah, I need to go to the UK one time. Yeah. My parents just went there. Oh really? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. All right. Um, soccer. You fo- football? Overrated. Yeah. I don't find it very fun. The atmosphere there is fun, though, too. But yeah, the, the atmosphere itself. is fun. Yeah, but the game is pretty boring to me. Yeah. Is your brother and dad into it or not? Like no, watching? more like rugby people. Like, my growing up, I think that's why my brother went to rugby. Like, my dad always just watched rugby. So. Mm-hmm. And he did rugby, too, so. Oh, nice. And both your parents are from England, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Yorkshire pudding? Underrated. I've never had that. They're one. really good. I looked it up and it looks good. Yeah. Um, I had Christmas out here this year, so I was like, I have to make it. Like, so I made some and it's good. It's literally like pancake mix and you put it in like a like muffin tin, I guess. So they're like in like a little cupcake form. Right. And what's on the inside? Is there anything on the oh, inside? No, but like you put like gravy or like anything on it. So, Ooh. yeah. Have you ever had cornbread? I have. How That's is, pretty good. I feel like it's pretty different. Like, cornbread's more of, like, a cakey, like, consistency. Yeah, it's real sweet. Yeah. I don't really know how to describe a Yorkshire pudding, but it's more, like, airy. Like, it's not as, like, dense, you know? Okay. So, yeah. Um, there's a place, there's a restaurant, it's a chain, it's called Texas Roadhouse. Yeah, I've heard of it. And they make these, um, like, cinnamon butter rolls that are really good. That sounds really good. Oh, okay, this next one's good. Okay. Ad- Adele? Underrated. I love Isn't Adele. Isn't she the best? She's the best. She is the best. Like, I think my Spotify rap, she was, like, either my first or second last year. Because uh, I just love, like, singing to Adele. She is, yeah. Yeah. Like, on YouTube, she posts her live concerts, and yeah. they're For phenomenal. Reason, like, her voice is just amazing, so. She's, uh, she's getting her residency in Vegas right now. I didn't know that. Yeah, and she makes, like, over a million dollars a show. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I don't, like, see anything on social media or, like, hear about her much, but yeah, yeah. I've always been an Adele fan. What's your favorite song by her? Oh, 
I don't know. I like Rolling in the Deep a lot. Yeah, that's, 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 <laughs> that's a good, a good karaoke one. song. Yeah, too. it is a good one. I feel like that's a classic, but I like a lot of her songs. I like, uh, have you heard the song Skyfall by her? Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Very oh, cinematic. Like mm-hmm. Oh, na- uh, all right. Beans. Overeat. Oh, yeah. Like baked beans? I don't, don't you guys put it on like toast for breakfast? Overrated. Yeah. It's good. Like I grew up eating it. For, for breakfast? Or is this like an any Anytime. Oh, okay. You can have it for breakfast or like dinner. Okay. It's a bit, you can't really have dinner, but more of a breakfast food, like toast and like beans. And, and people would put like cheese. I don't, I don't know how I feel Or, about like, that. a baked potato. Okay. And then they'd, like, cut it and put, like, baked beans and, like, cheese. Okay. That I can... Yeah. I, really? yeah. I never would do that. But they're okay. They're okay. And are these beans... Like, have you had Bush's baked beans? I don't think so. They're sweet. Like, it's sweet. Are they, like, the, like kind of, like, brown? No. They're, yeah, they're brown. Like, yeah. in, like, a sauce? I think I've seen them around, but I haven't had them here. Okay. I think they're, like, slightly different to like the Heinz ones. The Heinz ones are like the classic. Is that what you guys mm-hmm. use? Yeah. And are they flavored? Like what does the flavor taste like? It's hard to describe. I guess kind of like salty. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Try that. I don't know. They're pretty good. But. When I was looking this up, is there something called like mar- Marge, Marge, Marmite, Marge, I don't know. Oh, Marmite? Marmite. Marmite? What is yeah. That? I personally don't like it. It's like a black spread. Is it like Vegemite kind of? Yeah, it's exactly like Vegemite. Okay. Have you tried Vegemite? No, it oh. looks gross though. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like a black, like, it looks like a like black syrup or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it is, but it's like really salty. Like you need like a tiny amount, like, and you put it on like toast or something. And you put like a tiny amount. It's pretty good, but it's like really salty. Yeah. It's like crazy. That's not your go-to though? Not my go-to, but my mom always ate it, so yeah. Are you going with beans and bread over? Mm, I would definitely go with beans yeah. over Marmite, yeah. All right, next one, Harry Styles. Overrated. Yeah. Sorry. He dresses. He dresses funny. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that was, like, the massive, like, One Direction, like, mm-hmm. like trend. I just never was into One Direction or Harry Styles. I don't know. Really? Never got into it. Like, I like his songs. I'll sing along to them, but never that kind of girl. So, yeah. Because I feel like when One Direction was at their peak, we were, like, 10. Yeah, I know. Like, all of my friends, like, loved them. But I was like, I just don't get the hype. I don't know. Personally. What, what are your like favorite artists like on your Spotify rap? Who who are you listening to? It's like to? so random. Like mm-hmm. it'll be like it's like Adele and then like Drake. Okay. And then, like Rihanna. All right. Um. So definitely like a mix. I can't remember who else was on there, but I say like Drake, Adele, and Rihanna are like my top three. Okay. Yeah. So best musician from the UK? Are you going Adele? Adele or Sam Smith? Okay. I like Sam Smith a lot. I forgot he's from there. I know. Yeah, he's pretty good. Um. Mine's probably, I like Queen a lot, mm. and then I like Elton John. Uh, more old school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like them. I like them too. I'm probably not as you know into the old school stuff, but yeah. they are very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and Big Ben. Uh, I don't, that's hard. It's hard because I love it, but like when you see it in person, it's pretty just like oh, it's a big tower. Mm-hmm. So, we'll say perfect in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, it gets recognition. It's just a big tower, but it's a pretty cool monument. Right. Yeah. Um, James Corden. Oh, he's funny. He is funny. Uh, like, I always watched his... Um, Car- Carpool Karaoke. Carpool Karaoke. Like, I loved watching them. Uh, I'm going to go with Underrated. Okay. But... You see they got rid of a show? Yeah. I was kind of sad. Yeah, I haven't heard about him in a while, but... Yeah, we'll go Underrated. 
And then last one, um, tea. Overrated. Really? I don't like tea. You're not a big tea drinker? I don't like tea. No, everyone's so surprised. They're like, doesn't everyone drink tea? Like, not me. I don't like it. What about your parents? My parents love it, yeah. Yeah. But I'm more of a coffee coffee drinker. No. And do you still have grandparents? No, I don't, which is sad, but yeah. But I'm assuming they lived in the UK Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then we got another game. It's called UK slang, and okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say something, and you tell me what it means. Okay, you're the translator. All right, all right, all right. We'll start off easy. Bloody. It's like emphasis on something, like oh, like say like your tea spilled. Oh, the bloody tea spilled. Like oh. it's just like emphasis on like something bad happening, or like if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, completely. Uh, fancy a cuppa. Fancy a cuppa? Like I always say fancy, and people are like, what? Like. Do you like? Do you want one? Mm-hmm. Like, do you fancy a cup of tea? Oh yeah, a cup is tea. A cup of tea. Yeah. Like a cup. Um, I guess fancy is like, do you want one or like, like yeah. Prepare. With yeah. One. Okay. Uh, cheeky. Like, I don't know how to say cheeky. Like, oh, it's so hard to define. Like, you could say like someone does something a little, um, like flirty or like something like that. You'd be like, oh, that's a bit cheeky. cheeky. Or like if they're wearing something like a bit like revealing something, like, oh, that's cheeky. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's how I'd use it, yeah. Oh, the internet said like playful. Yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. I feel like that's how I would more use it. But like, I guess like playful or like joking, like kind of things like that, yeah. Um. Okay, and then I'm chuffed to bits. <laughs> like really happy. Okay. Like happy, but like, extra happy like i'm chuffed like what's the scenario like, when you when i would yeah when like chuffed, chuffed to, bits? to bits yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah everything i've said so far is that like common like yeah i mean i don't know if i'd use all of them but i'd probably i'd probably use most of them yeah, yeah. okay did you would you use bloody a lot back home i didn't personally okay but a lot of people would do um i'm knackered like so tired i okay. use that a lot like i'm knackered like I need to go to sleep right now. <laughs> uh, quid? Like pounds, like okay, how your dollars? Yeah, like five quid. Like how we say five pounds, just like, oh, like five quid. Do you use quid more or pound? Um, I think it depends like how much you're talking about. Like if you were to say like five or 10, like five or 10 was like usually the like five quid, 10 quid, uh-huh. kind of like rounding up. But if it was like anything other than that, I'd probably say pounds. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this one's my favorite because okay. I just don't understand. Bob's your uncle. That's so funny. I don't even know. That's really bad. But I don't even know Have you, what like, that you means. Like, people say it all the time. And I still don't understand, like, when you're meant to use it. Uh-huh. That's really bad. Everyone's going to be like, what? But I don't know what that phrase even means. On the internet, it said, and there it is. Or, and there you have it. Yeah, I guess, like, there you have it. Like, uh, Bob's your uncle. Like, so I don't like, know. I've definitely heard people use it. Would this be right? Like, okay, I'm going grocery shopping. I'm getting butter, bread, milk, eggs, and Bob's young. No, no, no. I don't think that would work. Uh, I don't. And there you have it. Oh. Like, I guess if like someone does something and it like finishes and it's like great and it's like oh like all done like Bob's your uncle. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's right or not, but something like that. I need Google to confirm. Um. So that's all I had. Is there any anything I missed? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, there's a bunch of British slang, but... <laughs> Is there anything, like, you say here a lot and people are like, wait, what? Um, I'm trying to think. Not really. I guess, like, cheers. Like, we say cheers instead of thank you. Like, oh, cheers. Okay. Like, and that's just, like, thanks. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but... 
there's definitely a few. <laughs> in high school, we had a teacher that went to London for a little, and mm-hmm. he's a big peace sign guy. Yeah. And he said he was going around, and people were like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Yeah. What, it, like, if you do it a certain way, is it Oh, yeah, passive? yeah, like, this is, like, peace. But if you do it the other way around, it's, like, F it's off. Oh, like, yeah, it's, like, yeah. the middle finger? Yeah, it's actually, like, the middle finger. Okay, but say, like, I go to London, what... Like, is middle finger, like, do people know what that is? Too? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. People know what that is. Okay. But, like, it would always be this way. Really? Instead of the other way, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's funny. Um, and then what do you call a carbonated drink? You're at McDonald's. Uh, like a fizzy drink. Okay. Yeah, like, I guess, like, sodas, we'd call fizzy drinks. Right, because everyone here says soda, and yeah. then I called it, back home, like, we all call it pop, yeah. and I said it for, and, like, everyone's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I've heard that debate before between, like, different people, and I'm like, I don't call it any of these, but okay, yeah. yeah. Like, I would understand it, like, and if anyone said, like, any of those words, but, yeah, we call it fizzy, fizzy drinks, I guess. Okay. Yeah, because, yeah, like, Abby and I get along with that, mm-hmm. but then she calls cornhole bags, and I'm just I like, don't think that's, I don't think it should be called that. I mean, we don't have it, so I can't say. But I think it should be called corn, cornhole. Mm-hmm. It's bag, bags, bags <laughs> with bags. the with the Minnesota accent. So yeah. Do you have any like, I don't know. Like I feel like tailgating culture is huge here. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any like outdoor games you'll do for fun? Like I'm trying to think. Well, yeah. oh yeah, that was when I was talking to about someone talking to someone about the other day. It's called Rounders, um, oh, which yeah, I don't think you have. It. Oh, did I tell yeah, you about yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, it's like a mix between like baseball and like cricket oh i'm getting confused what were we talking about earlier it's like basketball what's that netball oh no okay. that's netball that's okay. like on a court um kind of like yeah similar okay. to basketball this is like what's like rounders? like it has like the bases like baseball mm-hmm. um i don't really know what the difference is i guess it's just like baseball but like more of like a fun game like without like the proper rules like you just do it on like a field and you set up like one two three post and just like hit the ball like okay. same you have the same with like fielders or whatever and people eat each base and get people out so similar similar to baseball but just like more of like a i guess for fun sport instead of like a serious sport right but we'd play that a lot did did you ever have kickball growing up i don't think so you know what kickball is though right not really oh it's just like baseball same rules oh yeah yeah, okay okay i have heard of it i don't know i mean if people played it it definitely wasn't called kickball but Mm -hmm. yeah and then when you got here and found out we had a lacrosse team, were you like, wait, what, what's, what's lacrosse? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I don't think I, like, I knew, like, I'd heard of it, but I'd never watched a game before mm-hmm. I came here. And then I was like, oh, like, this is pretty fun, actually. Like, I really enjoy watching it now. But at first I was like, I've never, I don't even know what they do. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sure, like, how you were with gymnastics. Like, I've exactly. never watched this before, but. It's funny. Growing up, I my first travel lacrosse team I ever did, it yeah. was, like, in middle school. And we were called the Force Knights, and the guy who founded it was from England, oh, and he played on the England national team for oh, lacrosse. That's so cool. wow. Yeah, very random. I don't know how he ended up in Cleveland, Ohio, yeah, but know. he did. Wow. I didn't even know we had lacrosse in our country until coming here, and I was like, oh, wow, okay, yeah. I guess it's just not a popular sport, so yeah. What a lot of players here do is they have like world games mm-hmm. each year, and this year I think it's in San Diego. And what a lot of players will do is, like, if they can't make the U.S. team, because it's, like, U.S., Canada, and then, um, like, uh, the Native American tribes have a – it's called, like, Iroquois Nations, and they have, like, their own team. But those are the top three. So, like, if you're in the U.S. and you can't make a team, some people will, like, 
go on like 23andMe, look up like their heritage yeah. and then play for like a team. Yeah, that's so like cool. Europe. I honestly think, why not? Like people do that in gymnastics, in gymnastics too. Like I know a bunch of people that have, have done that and yeah, it's a great way to I like, know, I, you yeah. know, represent your country and like still get to go, so. Such a cool experience. So cool, yeah. I have, I have distant family in England and I wish I would have talked to my grandma before this podcast because mm-hmm. I don't know like what city. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think her name is like Tacey. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cute. And I think she's like a judge or something. Oh, nice. That's a know. cool job. Don't uh, the judges like put wigs on or something? Or they wear like... I don't know if they do or not. I, I know like I always see like the like old like photos and videos and stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's a thing anymore. I don't know. Oh, I know what I want to talk to you about. Yeah. Um. So I was talking... Okay, first week ago, I obviously follow Utah Gymnastics. Mm-hmm. I saw you guys are going to Korea. We are. And I'm like super jealous that's sweet and, I know. and then i was talking to sika and she's telling me she's gone with guys. yeah she is she is um we were like telling her like like we need a trainer like why don't you come along like because i think connor told me like she loves to travel so we yeah. got Sika to come along but i am so excited um we're like a few weeks out i think we leave in two and a half three weeks um and yeah so excited we haven't we we're putting together a performance right now um okay. so i think we're doing like a showcase kind of thing like an hour long show um and we'll do that a couple of times. And we're like teaching like Korean kids how to gymnastics and it'll be really cool. Um, I, I don't know if you heard, but we have like University of Utah campus out there. Mm-hmm. So like we'll like, get to see the campus and stuff like that, so. That is such a cool experience. It's really cool, I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh, Ecuador last year, uh, Korea this year. Yeah, cause you're, you're going to Ecuador this year, right? Well, or hopefully. Do, hopefully, yeah. That'll um, be a really cool experience. Yeah, it will be. Um, I mean, anywhere we go, it'll be good to do good work, Yeah. but. Exactly. Let's just say, I hope it's Ecuador, yeah. not like Arizona. Or yeah, yeah. Any service work is good, good service work. But <laughs> it's fun if it's a new place. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about Ecuador last year. Awesome it's, experience. It was like one of the best experiences of my life. Like I think that's like, there's not many other opportunities you would get to do something like that, right. and just really like experience how they live because it's just so different to how we live and it makes you like put into perspective like how much we have like you couldn't even to get to the village in the like rainforest Mm -hmm. you couldn't drive like it was like a three four hour like canoe ride to get there like I don't know if they told you about it but like you sit in these like canoes with like eight people and you just like sit there and they're like motorized and like the people from the village come and get you and it's just like amazing like how they live and yeah it's crazy like they've made their homes themselves and yeah it's incredible it's it was such a good experience that is awesome because i've roomed i was uh like i lived with dom last year yeah. and he went and he said it was he was awesome. like talking to you about it yeah. yeah it was just so cool like i think a couple of them had phones but there was like no phone service um and we like took some nail polish out there and we were like painting like all the girls nails oh, they and like loved all it. the guys like wanted it too they were like us too like and i think like one of them had an instagram account i think if they went into like the city they could get service uh-huh. and like we saw on his instagram like the next week that he had like his painted nails like in his photo and it was just like so cool to see that we had like you know giving them some stuff and they were like so excited about it like just some like basic stuff that we think is just like nothing they were like it was like the absolute world to them so yeah that's that's an interesting like point you make because they're so yeah. isolated yeah. they don't know like yeah. a majority of I mean some guys paint their nails but like majority girls paint their nails yeah, so they're yeah, like yeah. yeah yeah I want it too yeah, I want it yeah. too yeah and it was really sweet so yeah. and did they only speak Spanish or did some speak English as well um mostly just Spanish but I think there was a couple of people that spoke English and I think we had a translator 
too. So it was kind of like easier. But honestly, you, it's surprising how much you can get done with just like actions and like kind of like, you know, you make yeah. like small talk and like little words you can make stuff happen. So. And did you play soccer with them and like? Yeah, like played little games and they had like a little court with um, like a basketball hoop. I think we set up. Um, so we played like ball games and like we brought skipping ropes and things like that. So. That's fun. How long were you there for? Um, I think we went for like a week and we were in the village for like three or four days. Okay. I think we went for three days and it was meant to be four um, because our flight out there got like delayed a day. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. What type of food did you guys eat? Um, they had like amazing chefs. I think I think the chefs might have been from like the city and they brought them in, um, but they made like amazing food. It was like different every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know the names of the food because it was just like some special food that they make but um yeah it was definitely different like there was some like simple things like like meat sauce like pasta and meat sauce and like stuff like that um, and then they'd have like their special like pastries and stuff so it was cool awesome. yeah all right amelie well i could talk for another two hours yeah. <laughs> but we are at an hour and 25 minutes cool. and uh you are officially the first guest on banter with bells so i appreciate you coming uh taking time out of your day and we should do this again. Yes, I'm honored that you asked me to be on your podcast. No, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.